Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Jean Ginsberg here and welcome to another episode of Listen by Jean Ginsberg. Very excited today, have a very special guest, Jonathan Hensley. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Love to hear it. You were, t- you were telling me you are out in Portland, right? Yeah, Portland, Oregon. It's a little rainy right now, but a uh, beautiful place to be. Yes, heard great. I've been to Portland several times. Love, love that place. Beautiful. And yes, good but I guess that's normal weather around this time of year, right? <laughs> in, in Portland. Yeah, it's pretty status quo, but we're, we're all itching to get that sunshine as soon as possible. Yes, yes. Keeping our fingers crossed. Um, awesome. Well, first question I always like to ta- ask our guests to kind of give our audience a little bit of context about who you are is tell us about your background. Sure. So I've been in the digital product uh, space for a little over almost 25 years now, actually. Um, originally came from the Bay Area and with a focus around really understanding behavioral psychology and how people adopt technology to inform the way that they live and work. And that evolved into developing a business around supporting everybody from uh, startups to uh, entrepreneurs, building their organizations and up to Fortune 100 uh, brands and helping them develop their product strategy and designing and delivering those products to market. Great. So you help other organizations with their digital products? Exactly. So one of our our big focus is around how do we empower product leaders who have so many responsibilities today um, and help them facilitate the entire process of developing and delivering products. So from strategy to um, product design, product development, uh, delivering, bringing that product to market, and then how they build high performance product teams that continuously can improve on that product and help their organizations grow. And what are some of the companies that you work with just to kind of get an understanding of the context of uh, you know, day-to-day applications? Sure, so I mean, we're working with uh, large scale um, like footwear manufacturers. I'm not allowed to say them by name, uh, sure. but you know, uh, at, at a global scale, we're working with uh, leading technology companies uh, that are producing, uh, you know, everything from the chips that are in your computer and your phones to working with uh, artificial intelligence and innovating how people uh, grow and produce uh, food. And uh, we, we do a lot of work in healthcare as well, helping uh, support um the evolution of the patient experience and, and how people are working. And then we also do a lot of work in the um, social uh, enterprise space. So supporting organizations that are promoting health and environmental sustainability uh, as well and developing products and services to support uh, global change. Gotcha. And just so that I kind of, I can wrap my head around this, it seems kind of a, a complex uh, uh, project. So what are the typical pain points or challenges or like, what do your clients come to you with and say, I have a problem with X, you know, and then I, you, you help me solve it. 
Sure. A lot of times, I mean, there's a couple of major areas that we run into by the time we're getting involved. Sometimes it's they have a great idea and they're looking at how to develop a strategy around that idea where they can, with the expertise and resources they have, make sure that they can get that product developed and bring it to market. Sometimes they have a product that's already in market, but they're not able to really connect and attract customers and retain those customers. And they're trying to understand what are the motivations, not just who the customer is, but really what motivates their decision-making process, how do they engage with their product or service, and what does it take to create that lifetime value where a customer will continuously use that product again and again. And a lot, the other side of it is we're adding really invaluable capacity and outside perspective to our clients to help them understand some of the processes and best practices of developing high-performance organizations. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. And one of the questions um, I usually ask, which we were talking about a little bit offline was, so our audiences are typically small business owners or entrepreneurs based on what you just described to me, how can our audiences take one actionable item or an action that they can take, you know, this week to actually see some results in their business based on your area of expertise? Absolutely. Well, I would say one of the things that I love to talk to people about is their website. And I think that a lot of people start with the website and as a marketing tool. And it's, it's a critical and essential tool that, that every business has today, especially with the time in COVID where it literally is maybe the front door to their business uh, if they you know, had a traditional uh, brick and mortar uh, business before. And so what I love to see is when the website evolves beyond a marketing tool and becomes a product itself. And so a website can become a digital product when it is actually part of the way that you deliver your value to customers, not just educating them about what you offer and can provide. And when you start to think about that in that way, the way that you make decisions, the way you invest into your website and the way you can connect with customers becomes very different. And so one of the foundational questions you can start with asking yourself immediately is what are the jobs of my website? What are the jobs to be done? So what's the jobs of my website that it needs to do for a prospective customer versus somebody who's evaluating my business or in service? What does it look like if they're choosing to, you know, hire me for my own or purchase my product? And what is it, what's the job of the website to retain that customer? Mm-hmm. And that can be transformational for uh, a business at any size. Yes, absolutely. The website is definitely can be a gateway to getting more clients, more customers, uh, information, and of course, e-commerce, right? So many different ways and how it can be used. Yes, that, that's great. That's a good point for a lot of, whether you're a small business or a big business, you're, you are going to have a website, right? No matter what size you are, even if you're just a one-man show or if you're a you know, a 500 person company. So absolutely putting the information on, on there and making it work for you versus um, just having a website that does you know nothing or doesn't add value. So yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, you uh, were talking a little bit about COVID when uh, during our last question. So uh, question is, how have you seen the industry change since, since COVID's begun? Maybe that's your clients or even for your own industry specifically? This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. 
Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. Well, I think, you know, just like any industry, we've had to make some substantial changes in our business, but I think we were really well set up for that. Being a technology business, going remote, as an example, was very easy for us. We've already, we've had distributed work, uh, you know, force for a long time, and, and that was relatively easy. Well, I think the biggest change that we've seen is the acceleration that's taking place. Um, before COVID, you know, the investment that uh, businesses were making into digital transformation, whether that be into their products and services, improving their operations, or really focusing on their customer experience, you know, globally was about 2.1 trillion. And now with COVID, they're estimating that um, by the end of next year, it's going to be at 6.8 trillion dollars in investment. So we're seeing a 3x in uh, the investment into technology in order to support businesses, not just to get through this period of time, but to really come out on the other side ahead. And some of that is being driven by innovation and some of it is around modernization. What is it gonna take to actually stay connected to the customers that they have and making sure that those relationships are, are strong. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely am seeing that as well. Of course, um, we have seen an uptake in our business since COVID. But again, that's because of the digital transformation and uh, just more businesses, I think, realizing that now is the time to invest in digital because of just how how physically things have changed, right? Like you can't necessarily have the best results of the brick and mortar store anymore because no one's going and to your brick and mortar store. So there, yeah, I absolutely have seen that um, as the big change recently as well, uh, which, you know, for some, for some businesses is good, for some businesses, maybe not so good. So it's kind of a two-sided coin. Uh, tell us about some of the initiatives or projects that you're working on um, now to drive your business. Well, so a lot of the work that we've been doing um, over the last year has really been prioritizing customer experience. And so, that is usually driven by two major factors. One has always been around how do we acquire more customers and continue you know, to thrive as a business, but the trend towards customer retention and really making sure that we're supporting our core customers and how do we grow our relationships has really become, I think, the dominant part of the conversation that we're hearing across organizations. And that can take so many different forms, but you know, I think some of the work that we've seen that's been really exciting is everything that we've done in helping create mobile applications and products for physicians around the world to know how to use uh, personal protection equipment in fighting COVID, uh, to helping rural areas that have uh, traditionally um, less access to medicine, uh, be able to access uh, more opportunities for healthcare services. Uh, we're working with uh, companies that are innovating about, you know, and literally supplying the infrastructure that all, you know, small businesses and big businesses alike are building, you know, on top of right now to, um, for their own transformational efforts. And so we've really been focusing on helping these companies go through these stages of, of innovation and driving their products forward. And it's been really exciting. I mean, the even with everybody working from home to see the actual excitement and, and just people rolling up their sleeves uh, and to just 
the the dedication and just the, the sheer power that they're bringing to to their efforts is um, is really amazing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, I love that. Um, just supporting your cus- your clients, of course, that's important, and then supporting their customers in turn as well. Um, so, what kind of challenges have you seen with retention? You mentioned that's a big one recently. Yeah, so you know, within the product space, I mean, there's two sides to retention, right? Is that when you're marketing and you're building that brand and that connection with a prospective or existing customer, you're making a promise to them. And then the question is, is does the actual product really deliver on that promise? And then how quickly does, is a customer able to see that value for whatever you're asking from them, whether it's for attention or time or, you know, they're paying for your service or product. And so what we've been helping do is really understand what are the motivations and what's the time to value for customers? What do they need to be looking at to understand what that looks like? And as an example, you know, if you have a high customer acquisition cost and then they leave after 90 days, you're, you're really not making any money and you need to have that to support your, your teams and to grow that business. And so the retention conversation has been as much about how do you retain and grow the relationship with clients, but also about how do we build our reserves so we can take care of our people. And I love the fact that that's become part of the retention conversation is that we're looking to make sure we're, we have a responsibility as an organization, not just to thrive, but to protect and help our community thrive as you know, we go through this time period. So we've really been, you know, focusing on both sides of that and helping look at like, how do you drive that retention? And it can be something as simple as understanding that brand promise and that connection, or it might be there's key moments in the experience inside the product. Is it through, we need to bring more education forward for customers? Do we need to help add in layers of gamification so that we can take a, an entry, you know, first time user and, and make them a, a master of the product? Uh, that they're uh, taking on. And so we're, we're unpacking all of those areas of opportunity for our clients so they can really capitalize on that as they go forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I know that that's always a challenge, right? <laughs> trying to retain your customers, trying to make sure that they're happy. Um, I guess it's always a $64 million question, right? <laughs> well, it's a really interesting thing. There's been a lot of studies on this in the last five years is that especially if you have a services business or you're a small business that's even where maybe your reputation isn't as big as let's say a larger brand that the first 90 days of your relationship with a new client or customer is the most critical where there's this now whole body of, of research that really shows that there's, you know, the transaction might've taken place. They might've entrusted you and, and signed an agreement to work with you or purchase that product. But that is a leap of faith that they've taken, essentially. And, and they, they believe enough in your promise. But until that promise is delivered, you basically have roughly a 90-day period in order to go from that leap of faith to now trusted customer, where they trust what you're saying and you're doing because they've experienced the value you, you offered them. And that is really one of the most uh, uh, significant pieces of insight, I think that I see for a lot of, especially small businesses, because they have now this incredible insight of like, if they want to move the needle immediately, they can focus on their first 90 days. How do they make those 90 days the best experience possible 
How do they make sure that customers get the value that they're promised as quickly as possible? Doesn't have to be everything, but those, but it's tangible within that period of time. And they start to see incremental growth, more referral, more social posts of promoting them, um, and you know, get building that uh, referral uh, network that really is going to drive their business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's so. It's, it's an interesting point when you were talking about the ninety days. It, it kind of made me think about that. It's like going back to my own clients. It's like, yep, it's always the first ninety days that are the most critical to make sure that you're making good impression that you're, you know, delivering on what you promised. And it's like, and I do, and I, and I have had some experiences even in my own business where like the first 90 days were not the best. And yep, usually clients did not stick around because we (laughs) didn't perform or we didn't, um, you know, we didn't, I guess, promise what we did, what we were going to deliver. So, um, and for, you know, for a number of reasons, team and everything like that, there's a number of reasons why things like that would have, have happened in the past, but yeah, absolutely. I can totally understand that 90 days are very critical. Great. Uh, well, last question, uh, before we wrap things up is what is your prediction for the industry? And that is anything that is a very open-ended question. It could be your industry specifically. It could be terraforming Mars, uh, self-driving cars, AI, whatever is top of mind for you. Um, happy to happy to talk about that. I'll leave those topics to Elon Musk and some of the others <laughs> that are much more qualified. Um, I think what's really transforming right now, and I think the biggest prediction I see is there are so many amazing tools being uh, redistributed right now to help startups, entrepreneurs, and existing organizations that are maybe having to really reevaluate themselves and embed empathy into everything that they do as they become more and more customer-centric organizations. And I think that is going uh, to be one of the biggest uh, things that change the entire field across every industry over the next couple of decades. And I think we're just starting to see uh, that infancy Uh, of that initiative come forward as we've seen the maturity of design thinking and a lot of other uh, key disciplines around that um, come to fruition and now becoming accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. Great. Love that. Yes. Accessibility. That's, uh, that's very critical. Um, Well, thank you. This has been great. I, I really appreciate you giving us your time. Um, Really good, insightful information. And last question I always ask is how can our audiences get in touch with you if they wanted to learn more? If they want to learn more, the best uh, place is to go to emergeinteractive.com or they can also reach out to me via LinkedIn. And uh, I have a whole treasure trove of resources uh, if you're looking to either develop or improve your existing product or service. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jonathan Hensley. Great to have you on the show. And uh, yes. Uh, I love the conversation. Yes. Thank you so much.